بسم الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فهو المهتد ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا ورزقا طيبا وعملا متقبلا باب قول الله تعالى ولله الأسماء الحسنى فادعوه بها وذروا الذين يلحدون في أسمائه سيجزون ما كانوا يعملون Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the exalted says unto Allah belong the most beautiful names so invoke him by them and leave those who practice deviation concerning his names they will be recompensed for what they used to do in Surah Al-A'raf, Ayah 180 and again the Shaykh Rahimahullah uses an Ayah as the chapter title he uses an Ayah of the Quran as his chapter title for this is a common theme that we've seen in the book that the Shaykh he uses an Ayah as the chapter title but if we were to give this chapter a title we would say the most beautiful names they belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then the relevance of the chapter to the book. What is the relevance of this chapter to the book of Tawheed? Kitab al-Tawheed is all about Tawheed. For what relevance does this chapter have to Tawheed? For the Shaykh Rahimahullah, he wants to refute those who seek a means of approach to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the deceased. Yani they mean to draw closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the deceased. Because this was very common in his time. Ubad al-Qubur. They would go to the graves and they would claim that they are getting closer to Allah by calling on this grave or being close to this grave. For he wanted to refute these people and to show that the correct way of approaching Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is through his asma and his sifat, through his names and his attributes. This is how you draw closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The chapter also shows that al-ilhad, al-ilhad means to deviate. Deviating concerning the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a form of shirk and it contradicts tawheed. For the chapter is specifically addressing one of the three categories of Tawheed. For we said the three categories of Tawheed are Tawheed al-Rububiyyah, the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his lordship. And then the second form of Tawheed is Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah, the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his, in his worship. And then the third type of Tawheed is Tawheed al-Asma' wa-Sifat, the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his names and attributes. For this is specifically addressing this third type of Tawheed, Tawheed al-Asma' wa-Sifat. And if we were to define Tawheed al-Asma' wa-Sifat, it's to maintain the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's names and attributes, which he subhanahu wa ta'ala described himself with in the Quran, and which his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam described him with in the authentic hadith. For the names and attributes which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala established in the Quran for himself, we establish them. And the names and attributes which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala established in the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we establish them as they are, without tamthil and without takyif and without ta'atil. For when we say we establish these names and attributes without tamthil, we establish them without likening them to his creation. We do not say that the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are like his creation. Without tamthil and without takyif. A takyif is to ask how. 
So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala establishes that he has two hands, and he has a foot, and he has a shin, and he laughs, and he gets angry, subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of these are attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that he ascended on his throne. We never ask how, we establish them and we don't ask how, because our understanding will never reach this level in this dunya. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to call us to account for knowing how, so we do not ask. And as Imam Malik, he said regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's ascension to his throne, he said, Al-istiwa'u ma'loom, it's known. To ascend on a throne is known. Wal-kayfu majhul. How Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ascended on his throne is majhul, we don't know. Wal-su'alu anhu bid'a. Bid'a, to ask how did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ascend on his throne is a bid'a, an innovation in the deen. For the Sahaba didn't ask it, and the Tabi'een didn't ask it, and the Tabi'a Tabi'een didn't ask it. For to ask about it is a bid'a. And the third one is At-Ta'atil. We establish these names and attributes without Ta'atil. Yani without denying and without rejecting them. And this comes in a number of forms. Bab qawlillahi ta'ala walillahi al-asma'u al-husna. Walillahi al-asma'u al-husna. To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala belong al-asma'u al-husna. For Allah's names, yani when we say they are husna, that means they have reached the pinnacle of beauty and they have reached the pinnacle of perfection, that they are equal to nothing or nothing can equal them. Yani no other names can be substituted for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because His names, they are subhanallah perfect and complete for they all indicate the perfection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when He says, وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءُ husna when the name Allah came before Al-Asma Al-Husna, Yufidu Al-Hasr. That means only to Allah belong Al-Asma Al-Husna. Walillahi Al-Asma Al-Husna, Fad'uuhu Biha. Fad'uuhu Biha. Invoke Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala with these Asma. Fa'ad-Dua is of two types. For the first type of Dua is Dua Al-Ibadah. The Dua of worship. Yani which is to worship Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala in accordance to what these names and attributes necessitate. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's name Al-Ghafoor indicates his expansive forgiveness and that he forgives all the sins no matter how big they are and no matter how frequent they are. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives the sins. For when you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are constantly turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in repentance because you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Ghafoor. When you make tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know that he is al-ghafoor. He accepts the tawbah. If you don't appreciate that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-ghafoor, then you never will make tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You'll never appreciate the expansiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness. And similarly, his name as Samir. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is as Samir and he hears all things. For you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala understanding this name and you make sure that nothing exits your mouth which is displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whether it's ghiba or namima or swearing or shahadat al-zur or idle speech which has no benefit. You make sure that this never exits your mouth because you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hears you. And similarly, مثلاً, al-basir, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees all things. For when you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees all things and you appreciate that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says all things you don't want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be seeing you in a place where you should not be for all of this necessitates we worship Allah according to what these names and attributes necessitate and then the second type of dua is the dua that we all know which is dua al-mas'ala when you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you raise your hands to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you ask him for the khair of the dunya and the akhirah you ask him for the good of this dunya and you ask him for the good of the akhirah for when you make dua al-mas'ala with the names of Allah and his attributes then you call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you make 
a request from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For in the authentic hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, فَغْفِرْ لِي مَغْفِرَةً مِنْ عِنْدِكَ وَرْحَمْنِي إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Oh Allah, forgive me a forgiveness from you. وَرْحَمْنِي and have mercy upon me. إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ You are al-ghafoor and you are al-rahim. What are you asking for? You're asking for al-maghfirah and you're asking for al-rahmah. For you draw closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with these names. You say, Ya Ghafoor, Ighfirli. Wa Ya Rahman, Irhamni. Or if you are looking for rizq, Ya Razzaq, Rizqni. For you're using the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for your mas'ala. For your asking of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For when he says, وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَى فَادْعُوهُ بِهَا Call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with these asma. It includes the dua of ibadah and the dua of al-mas'ala. وَذَرُوا الَّذِينَ يُلْحِدُونَ فِي أَسْمَائِهِ And leave those who يُلْحِدُونَ Lahada means to deviate. We said that the way that the deceased, yani the sunnah way of burying the deceased is to dig a lahad, which is yani, uh, a little niche to the side of the grave. But it deviates from the straightness of the grave and goes to the side. Fayulhidun means they deviate from the correct understanding of the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this can take a number of forms. For the first form is to give Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala names or names derived from them to the false deities. And the example of this is the mushrikun of Quraysh. They called their sanam, they called their idol Allat. And they called another one al uzza for Allah is derived from the name Allah. And Al-Uzza is derived from the name of Allah, Al-Aziz. And then the second form is ascribing names to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which do not befit His Majesty. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not describe Himself with these names and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not describe Him with these names. And they are not befitting of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's Majesty. And an example of this is when the Christians, they called Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the Father. For the father is not from the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in any language. Or in the philosopher, the philosophers, they call Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-illa al-fa'ila, the active cause, wal-ayyadu billah. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not call himself al-illa al-fa'ila, he did not call himself the active cause. And then the third type is ascribing attributes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which he is far removed and which do not befit his majesty subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yani giving attributes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which do not befit his majesty. And an example of this is the Yahud. What did they say of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? He created the world in six days and on the seventh day, on the Saturday, he rested. They gave Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the attribute of rest. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is far removed from ever having to need to rest. And then the fourth type of ilhad or deviating from the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is changing the meaning of Allah's names and attributes and rejecting their true meaning. An example of this is al-jahmiyyah. For what did they say? They say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sami'un bila sam'ah wal-ayyadu billah. They said one of the names of Allah is al-sami'ah but he does not hear wal-ayyadu billah. And he's al-hay. His name is al-hay but he does not live. He does not have the attribute of life. And essentially what are they doing? They are denying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the, the fifth one, comparing the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with those of his creation. And an example of this is the Christians, where they represent Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be an old man with white hair and he's got robes. And they say this is a representation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For these are all forms of al-ilhad. وَذَرُوا الَّذِينَ يُلْحِدُونَ فِي أَسْمَائِهِ Leave those who... Deviate 
from the correct meaning and the correct understanding of his names. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, سَيُجْزَوْنَ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ They will be recompensed for what they used to do. Yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is threatening them with punishment for what they used to practice from deviancy in his names. ذكر ابن أبي حاتم عن ابن عباس يلحدون في أسمائه أي يشركون That this interpretation of Ibn Abbas, remember we said that Ibn Abbas was from the most knowledgeable of the Sahaba regarding the tafsir of the Quran. For Ibn Abbas said يشركون, they commit shirk regarding the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For this is an explanation of the term يلحدون in the ayah. For it is shirk because when they name their idols with the names derived from the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they made essentially their idols equal to Allah subhanahu and similarly those who resemble Allah's names and attributes to the creation this is a form of shirk when they say that Allah's attributes are like the creation or the creation's attributes are like Allah's then this is making a partner with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is shirk as well that Ibn Abbas also said they derived Allah from Al-Ilah and Al-Uzza from Al-Aziz so if you remember in chapter 9 the chapter title was Man Tabarraka Bishajarin or Hajarin Wanahuhima. Whoever seeks Baraka in a Shajara or a Hajara or in a tree or a stone or something similar to them. And then the Shaykh he mentioned the ayah Afaraitumullata wal Uzza wa Manata Thalitha al Ukra in Surah Al Najm. For Allat, it was one of the names of their idols which they worshipped in the Jahiliyyah. As Ibn Abbas he said, it's derived from the word Allah or Ilah. And Allat was a white rock essentially which had carvings on it and had a building erected over it and it was located in a ta'if and they named this rock Allat and they used to worship this rock and Al-Uzza it was another one of their false deities which they worshipped in Al-Jahiliyyah and it is derived from Allah's name Al-Aziz and it was the name of a tree surrounded by a wall and decorated with curtains and it was located on the road between Mecca and Al-Ta'if for they derive the names for these idols from the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which as we mentioned is from the forms of Al-Ilhad and Al-A'mash, one of the great scholars, he said, they included in the names of Allah those which do not belong to him. For this is another interpretation. Yani they gave him names which he did not name himself with. For as we said, this is a form of Ilhad as well. And then the general meaning of the ayah, in this ayah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us that his names are of the utmost beauty and perfection and that he is the most perfect and complete in all of his divine attributes. Then he orders us to supplicate to him using these names so that these supplications may be answered and to avoid those who reject his names or knowingly alter their meaning in order to suit their deviated understanding of Tawheed. He then warns us of the justified punishment which awaits those who practice deviation in his names and attributes on the day of judgment. And then the relevance of the ayah to the chapter for the ilhad that is referred to in the ayah as we said it can take a number of forms and as Ibn Abbas he said they are all shirk yushrikun for the person who practices al-ilhad in the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they have fallen into shirk wal-iyadu they have fallen into shirk and they have compromised their tawheed all right the important issues of the chapter al-masail one affirming the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala walillahi al-asma'ul husna as per the ayah Two, all the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are beautiful. Yani they are al-asma'ul husna. Yani they've reached the pinnacle of beauty and perfection as we mentioned. Such that nothing can equal them. Three, we must invoke Allah by his names. وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَ فَادْعُوهُ بِهَا فَادْعُوهُ بِهَا And we said this dua can be dua ibadah And the second type is dua al-mas'ala When you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for anything of this dunya or anything of the akhirah Then ask him with his names and his attributes Four, the command to shun the ignorant and the evil apostates 
وَذَرُوا الَّذِينَ يُلْحِدُونَ فِي أَسْمَاءِ Leave them. يعني shun their way and leave their way and don't follow them. يعني don't completely cut them off. So show them the hujjah and give them da'wah. And if they reject it and they remain on their way, then shun them as well. And then five, the explanation of the kind of deviancy one commits by misusing the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we've mentioned these, the five types of ilhad. And then finally six, the promise of punishment for the person who deviates concerning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's names. Sayyujzawna ma kanu ya'malun. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will punish them for what they used to do. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika ashadu an la ilaha illa ant. Astaghfiruka wa atu alaik wa jazakumullah khair.